Hey, it's Bridget and Liz, and you're listening to Dude, Dude, Guess What? Hey guys, welcome back to another week here at the Dude, Guess What? podcast, episode 52. Also known as 52. It literally was like, (laughs) what did she just say? (laughs) Just trying to be funny and stupid, and mostly I guess I was stupid. It's okay. Um, how are you, May? Good. I mean, it's been a hot minute. We uh didn't record last week. Wait, 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 Bridge. My be real just went off and I have to be real. So I have to do it within two minutes. What is it? What's be real? It's an app where you like get two minutes to um, rec- or say something. Hold on. I'm going to do my be real right now. Hold on. Okay. So it's an app that you get. It like sends you like notifications to say, hey, um, actually, I'm going to redo that. You get, you, you have to do an update within two minutes. So like you have to be real, you know, and um, if you like redo it, It'll like tell everybody that you've redone it. So, okay, Bridget, smile. There we go. Okay. Anyway, so it's kind of funny, and I'll get these notifications every. It sends you like every day, and it's like, hey, it's time to be real, and you have two minutes to post something. Do a lot of people do that? Honestly, I don't know. My the people that I follow or whatever is not very. Like, there's not a lot of them. Oh, so I don't, kind of fun. I don't know anything. Oh, this is really random. This mm-hmm. is, I guess it's kind of like a current event, but it just made me think of it. And now I want to talk about it because I don't want to like my brain to Different not way. remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching like somebody's, um, it's an influencer that I actually like and she's she was doing like a Q&A and I just watched some of it um and some or she was answering questions from like her fans or what I fan I don't know if that's a right word followers. followers yeah followers and um anyway she somebody asked her like uh about TikTok and like if she, um if she's worried about it like getting shut down and i guess it might be happening like tiktok might be getting shut down really yeah hmm. i don't know you know when i remember when tiktok like i don't have a tiktok mm-hmm. or if if i've created an account i don't like i deleted it like it's not on my phone i've never yeah. like actually used it yeah um and uh i remember like when it first came out people were like don't don't download it like the chinese government yeah yeah, the chinese government will like spy on you type of thing and being the conspiracy theorist that i am i was like okay i'm not gonna do it (laughs) so you know i'm like let them spy on me they're gonna be like we are actually concerned for this woman she's not left her house in 10 days (laughs) Send the cops in to check out on her. Let's do a welfare check. Yeah, we need a well a welfare check, please. <laughs> anyway, but um, I don't know if it's if it's getting shut down now because of that. I don't know. 
I mean, I feel like they've been saying that for a while, so I'm not like, I don't know. Anyway, it was, I just was like, maybe Liz will know. Cause I know you have a TikTok. I have a TikTok, but I don't like, I do not look at it every single day. Like I do with like Instagram or Facebook. Yeah. Dude. Do you remember when we had Vine? Yeah. Um, so you can actually still, uh, like go and look at your old Vines. Access your account. Yeah. And, um, I haven't looked at it in a while, but I remember there was one that you and I did in the TLC Mm -hmm. or TSC. I mean, sorry. (laughs) Don't go chasing waterfalls. I seriously was like going along with you. I'm like, yeah, TLC. (laughs) (laughs) What was it called? TSC. Oh my heck. It's been, that's what I told you today. Like my brain I don't think works anymore. Your your brain's at max capacity. No. <laughs> I you hit so, the data storage limits on your brain. We're having somebody on today that I went to high school with and Liz and I were talking about it and I was just like, I, you know, I don't really remember a ton from high school. I really don't. And I was telling Liz, I was like, I try to block it out of my mind. She was like, well, was it that bad? And I said, no, I'm just, I'm teasing. I honestly feel like my memory is so like, I don't even remember things from college. That wasn't that long ago, dude. College? College? Yeah. That was like not that long ago. I graduated high school like 13 years ago. Okay. So I don't know. Anyway, college was after high school. I mean, yeah, college was after high school. So I just, I don't, I just, my memory is so bad. Mm, I'm sorry, dude. Like, I don't even know. Anyway, I just, I don't remember a ton. And so, yeah. Well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, I need to go check into an old folks home. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So, what have you been up to? We. So, uh, wait, 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 wait. Can I? I'm just before you tell us what's going on with you. I have a huge announcement to make. I have internet, which is why we're able to record. Um, we didn't record last week because I didn't have any internet, and I I couldn't get anywhere to have internet in time so for us to record. But now that we have internet, life's good again. Yeah. And, and the thing with the internet, like, and recording is it really is Liz was like doing it sometimes from a hotspot. And there were times that I was like, this is the audio on this is not good. And yeah. Yeah. So now that I have a, have internet, like we be good and, um, we've wanted more people on the podcast so now we can finally get those people on and, um, you know, hear their stories and share them with you guys. So expect an onslaught of uh, guests here in the near future. I know Liz and I were going over, like, now that she has internet, we're like, okay, we need to schedule with this person and this person and this person. And I'm like, dude, we need to, like, also, like, do every other week because we're going to just have, like, a ton of guests at once if we don't yeah yeah so we'll, we'll we'll space them out but yes have if you have somebody that you want to hear from or if you want to be on the podcast 
now's your chance because we in our recording era he literally was like people are probably so sick of hearing from us every week yeah they're like well about these old two ladies again <laughs> anyway um so the last two weeks man it's been um it's been good um i finally bought my tickets to go to utah for chat fest for my job Dude, I did not know you were actually going to come. Yeah. Um, so I'm like really excited. I mean, my work paid for the tickets, but um, I'm, I won't be here. I know. If you want to stay at our house, let me know. No, they give you a hotel. Oh, okay. Because it's like literally down the street from where that is. Yeah. Um, no, I'm. I'm just like so excited to go meet everybody and... Like I've met a couple people that I work with, um, when I've gone to Utah and like, they've had things like I've, you Mm -hmm. know, but, um, it'll be nice to meet everybody because I legit like love everybody that I work with. Oh, I know you guys, you're like family with them. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's different. It's, it's a whole, it's awesome. I love it. You will. Um, anyway, but so yeah, I got those. Um, we went to a funeral a couple weeks ago. Um, one of Anthony's, yeah, one of Anthony's co-residents, um, in a resident or he's yeah, in residency. They're actually in our ward. Um, his wife died of cancer. And it was just really, and, you know, she has three little kids. Um, and so it was just really sad. Like it, I didn't know her super well. Like Anthony obviously knows the guy. Um, and, uh, like she was in our ward and I would talk to her, like whenever I saw her on Sundays and it was just like small talk, chit chat, or like asking about residency or whatever. And, and, but like, you know, we went to the funeral and it was just, it was really sad. Like, it's just, I don't know. She seemed, she was always so happy and optimistic and yeah. And uh, yeah, Bridget, Bridget called me, uh, I think the day after the funeral and you were like telling me this stuff that like was being said at the funeral. And I was like, I'm going to need you to stop right there because I cannot handle listening to like how the sweet things that they were saying about this mother about the mom you know and um and I was like I can't I can't handle anything sad I can't handle anything happy I just need like middle of the road things that happen because ever since having a baby I just can't handle things anymore the way I used to yeah I um I'll just say one thing that was said but she was like a very positive person, very like she loved affirmations and her husband got up there and, um, you know, he's giving a talk and, and, um, and I guess she did affirmations like every day with her kids, with herself, like, and she taught, um, group fitness classes. So she did them with her like group fitness classes. And anyway, like he had us all do affirmations in the funeral thing. Aww. yeah it was really I don't know she just it was really sad today too mm-hmm. church she was a, a 
Relief Society teacher and today she was supposed to teach the lesson and so it was just sad like at church the lady that ended up teaching she just was like my thought has been on her this week just because she was supposed to teach this lesson a day and anyway it's just really sad um but we ended up also Austin and I ended up seeing the Mario the new Mario movie I heard it's really good yeah it's super good like I I really liked it it's awesome and the thing too is like if you grew up playing the games or even if you play the games now it makes it that much better because you can understand what's going on so if you didn't play the games though aka me uh would i know what's going on or no no you would it's just like it's cool to be like oh they put in these people like yeah oh okay so do you recognize the characters more yeah yeah it's just like that's just awesome about it so i love that um so we saw the mario movie uh i got a pap smear done okay we're talking about that (laughs) we're just like there are no followers you're like our last thing was about boundaries and we don't have any so (laughs) okay so went to your woman doctor to my woman doctor liz knows about this i've told a couple people (laughs) um and uh i got a breast exam and my doctor found a lump in my breast yeah that's kind of scary dude mainly the reason why i'm telling this story is because my doctor was like you need to be monitoring this a lot like you need to be checking on it making sure that because it's this it's about the size of a quarter and um, she wants you to do some self-examinations yeah she wants me to do some self-examinations and she was like well anthony's a doctor she was like you should just have him do it Uh and i'm like there is absolutely no way i will have anthony (laughs) do that your breast exam in that kind of scenario (laughs) you're like hello dr durfee anyway but I legit was like he'll like that too much like (laughs) I don't know anyway but she did I tell my father-in-law to not listen to this portion (laughs) please skip through minute four minutes oh my gosh that's so funny anyway so that's like the anyway that's the funniest well here's the thing it's like you know Bridget's like should I talk to the doctor I'm like dude if you have some sort of feeling I am like all for talking to your physician and advocating for yourself so um you know even though your doctor is a doctor you know yourself better and um if you have some sort of gut feeling about it like I think that you should tell them that yeah, well, so, you know, I'm 31 and I, after the appointment, I texted Liz and my other sister, Sarah, and I was like, hey, the doctor just like found a lump. And I was like, it's, I think I told you guys the size of it anyway, but I was like, is this normal? Like, I didn't know if it was normal because I've had kids and maybe it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know what it was. Um, 
And Liz and Sarah are like, no, that's not normal. <laughs> well, no. Yeah. If, if you just have like some random lump in there, probably not normal. But like if sometimes you're on your period, you can get little like those little like bally things in your boobs. And like that's normal. It's just like hormones. Oh, I have no, I didn't even know that, dude. I need to take a woman exam, woman class. But it's like, I am a tomboy. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> anyway, but um, yeah, so that's it. I just, I, you know, and I asked, um, I asked one of my friends and she was like, I would go get that mammogram. She's like, I don't care. Like, that's what you, that's what you should do. I agree with your friend a hundred percent, dude. Um, anyway, that was it. I mean, Anthony worked at the hospital this weekend, so he was gone. Mm -hmm. Um, today there was like somebody, so Anthony is in residency and he had to do, um, the weekend coverage. And so today he goes and he like, what? I didn't say anything. Oh, I thought you did. Um, anyway, so it's <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> um, so then today he was like, Hey, I am not going to be able to come home early. He was like, um, the resident, the senior resident called in sick. Oh, was he like yanking your chain? No, he really like, he's Anthony thought he was staying there till six 30. Oh, because, okay. 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 No, you, okay. Never mind. No. Cause when you're on the weekend, when you're if you're in hospital month, you hey, wait. I got a timeout. What are all these little like bracelets you're wearing? Bridget's in her bracelet phase, dude. Okay, so I got these like little my little words. <laughs> my little words. <laughs> it's like my little pony. <laughs> <laughs> no it's called little words project and they're just like little mantras that you can have on your wrist oh okay it just looks like those little like i don't even know one of them's just be happy and i told anthony i wanted to get one that said mama and then i was like you know what i can make these myself so yeah, i'm gonna get a kit good. on on amazon okay anyway this resident comes in and tells him me they're sick he sends a freaking photo of the thermometer and the pole socks. And I'm like, dude, I don't know. This, like, it just kind of annoyed me because this happened, like, the last time that he was. So, oh, sorry. So if you're on hospital month, you have to stay the whole time. If you're just the extra coverage on a month that you're not on hospital, you can get taken off early. I was just annoyed about it because I'm like, how does a senior resident just be like, sorry, I'm sick. Bye. And because he's, because he's the senior resident, dude, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. But then there were three interns, like just manning 25 patients. Mm. I don't know. Anyway. And then, um, I thought it was funny that he sent like a picture of the thermometer and pull socks. It's like, dude, you could literally put your thermometer like in a hot thing and then take it. He's like, yeah, I just actually got it out of the microwave. Weird. <laughs> this is the other thing, too, is like a couple months ago, Anthony was on, he might have been on hospital coverage or. Um, 
through me to just send a text message <laughs> to my husband and her husband that were on a thread and making fun of my freaking bracelets. <laughs> dude, you remember when Alex and Ani bracelets used to be like a thing? Oh, dude, yeah. You were hardcore into Alex and Ani. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> You can can just, dude, it's freaking hot. You can just hear me like coming down the hall. It's like a mile away. She's like, jingle, jingle. (laughs) I'm like a freaking gypsy, dude. I know. Uh, Anyway, sorry. So, what I'm saying anymore, dude. Okay, what I was going to say is um is I'm like this guy could have done anything, but a couple months ago there was a girl on that was a senior resident and she Anthony was supposed to be the person that was supposed to leave early cuz it was his like extra coverage. Yeah. And the senior re- or one in, I think it was a senior resident, she got to go home early because her it was like she was menstruating. I'm like, "Wow, I menstruate." <laughs> like oh you know what though um speaking of menstruating um i saw this thing pop up the other day that said that there was like a study done to show that women's periods are as painful as a heart attack really some periods i mean maybe not all of them but like severe cases of periods um uh can be as bad as a heart attack the pain felt huh interesting anyway that's my last two weeks so go liz well my last two weeks have not been very exciting um other than like friday when we got internet but we did get new bedding for our for mine and ryan's bed we got oh what else did we get oh i we put up some like floating bookshelves in robbie's room we put up a picture of robbie um like in his room we got done when he was like a baby like it's the cutest thing ever um gosh I really don't know we haven't done I've been working out a lot it feels really good I've been going on lots of walks now that the weather's even like slightly better than what it has been like we went on a walk today and it felt so good it was like I mean it was like 56 degrees outside it wasn't like a you know super hot or anything or super cold but felt really nice we have the windows open downstairs like on the main floor letting in a nice gentle breeze um we actually got to see my in-laws yesterday um they came up for a little bit and then um I went and hung out with Jalyn yesterday too and just like held the baby for like a couple hours while she just like chilled and we just sat and talked and it was fun but um mostly just working mom's been able to come out and watch Robbie for us and our little nanny girl starts on May 1st and I'm super excited for that but it'll be good you're gonna talk about your walking club oh my gosh yeah 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 okay okay so since I don't have any friends out here I'm trying my best to put myself out there and make friends and it's a little harder when you are a grown adult trying to make friends, you know? So I, um, there's like this group message for the relief society and I, in in the area that I'm in and I said, Hey, is there any walking groups or anything like here? Um, and they said, no. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, I would maybe like to put one together. And 
so many people responded and were like, yeah, 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 that'd be so fun. So I made a little separate thread for people who would want to go be in the walking group. And I like told them a date and time and every, like lots of people liked it. They said that was fine. And then um, Thursday came when we were supposed to do our walking group. And um, I had messaged earlier that day and I just said, hey, just a reminder, today's walking group at 4.30, you know, meet at my house, here's my address. Here's a map of the like route we're gonna take type of thing. It was like one and a half miles. It wasn't like, you know, super long or anything. And, um, and someone was like, what time is that again? And I was like, at 4.30, I literally just like said that in the message. So then 4.30 comes, I'm, I had gotten Robbie ready and everything. And, um, so that way he could go with me on the walk. And I was out there a couple of minutes before 4.30, just in case somebody showed up early. And I waited until about 10 after nobody showed up. And, uh, I was like sad because it's hard to put yourself out there, dude. And um, and so I started going on my walk, and then at like five o'clock, somebody messaged in the group and was like, "Hey, I'm here, but I don't know how to find you." And I was thinking, "Oh, okay, like I could come to her." And so I told her where I was at, but like to stay wherever she was, and I would come find her. And she was like, "Oh, well, I'm at the church," and I was like um that's like a mile and a half away from where I live so like there's no way I'm gonna be able to get there like anytime soon and she's like well do you want to come to me or just like not worry about it this time and I was like I don't want to come to you and she's like oh I'm sorry I'm just seeing that you said it was at this address which is my address and um she was like oh and I was like yeah I did at my address because I thought people lived here like in my area and she was like, well, there are people there, but most people who participate in things like don't live in your area. Like it's the people who live across the street from the church. And I'm like, and that's like, I'm guessing that's where she lives. Um, no idea. Uh, but she basically told me that if I ever want to do something again, I have to tell everyone to meet at the church and then go from there. And so I guess that's what I'll have to do next time. Um, so learning experience for me, um, but freaking being an adult and trying to make friends is hard. And I just felt like, like disheartened or I don't know right the word is rejected. I don't know. Um, trying to literally nobody showed up. Like, I don't know. So I know Liz called me and she was like, told me mm-hmm. that's hard, dude. It's hard putting yourself out there and like, I don't know, wondering if people are going to reciprocate or yeah and the other hard thing too is they also have like a they have a mother's group that lit, that does things like every day it seems like um and all these people are just still, so like they can schedule things to do during the day with each other or like with their kids or you know go to thanksgiving point or whatever it is but i work and i work during the day and i just can't leave at 10 a.m to go you know to the butterfly exhibit like I would love to be able to do that. I think it'd be fun. And I think it'd be like a great way to meet people and like be involved in the neighborhood. But I don't have that. So that's why I like did the walking group in the afternoon because that's when I'm done with work. But I I just feel bad because like, I'm sure a lot of those moms or a lot of the people that go are stay-at-home moms. And so they don't have like, or they're not in the same boat as you are where you do work Mm full-time and then 
you know, you also like are trying to make friends too. And so I don't know. I just, I feel bad. It's okay. Like it's fine. It's fine. I don't know. Something will happen, but I can't do it earlier in the day. Like I can't just go, you know, one o'clock or whatever. So I have to do it four 30. Like Bridget was talking to me and she was like, well, it might not work, you know, for them. Like during this time, I'm like, well, I don't know. I told Liz, I think that she should start like a bunko group with them or like just like a game night, like every month. Like my bunko group is a lot of the women in my ward, my mm-hmm. church. And um, we get together every month and it's just nice. Sometimes we do bunko. Sometimes we just sit and chat or sometimes we play games. Mm-hmm. Like there are a lot of the moms though that go to them. I don't think any of them work full-time, but either way, a lot, like some of them have kids that are older. Mm-hmm. And so they're also busy, you know, during anyway. Yeah. Okay. But one, do you have anything more you wanted to share? Nope. That's it. I just wanted to share really fast, like, um, uh, celebrity gossip. It was, okay. kind of, it was kind of a current event coaster. Oh my gosh. <laughs> event corner yeah current event corner is um i heard that kylie jenner and timothy chalamet chalamet are dating and i do not find him attractive whatsoever no and i hated him in little women anyway don't get me started yeah. Um, anyway, there was this uh, like thing on it's uh, the Betches and um, mm-hmm. it's like, who are they? And it says it has pictures of them like wrong answers only. <laughs> I'm going to just read you the five that they put on there that I thought was freaking funny. Okay. Okay. These are the wrong answers. Inventor of Toaster Strudel's daughter and her most recent Uber Eats driver. <laughs> The girl who bullied him in high school, but you find out they're now married with three kids. Oh, gosh. Sales associate from Sephora and the valet guy at my hotel. Sounds good. Kylie Jenner and the ghost of the Victorian child who haunts her. (laughs) And that's the best one, dude. And then your European cousins that may or may not be sleeping together. That's so funny. I like that one. That one's good, too. Anyway. All right. Well, let's get on to the episode. Okay. So um, today we have a guest on and we're so excited to have a guest on. One, we have guests now because Liz got her internet back. And um, today we are um, having a guest. Her name is Danny, and she is going to be coming on and talking about um teen pregnancy and um open adoption and I know Danny through high school we went to the same high school and I was talking to Liz about this and like we did we did choir together you were a magical weren't you yes I was okay Liz was a magical yay yeah long that was a freaking long time ago though dude yeah yours was long anyway danny um just tell us a little bit about yourself and all the good things okay um well i currently live in layton 
and I have three kids right now. They're nine, six, and three. And I'm actually currently expecting twins. <laughs> that was oh my kind of a surprise in general. So un- unplanned pregnancy and unplanned twins. So fun. Needless to say, we're going to be done after this. <laughs> so <laughs> kind of wild, but I wouldn't have it any other way because I feel like my life is just always chaos. And I don't know. I've just, I think I've just been put through the ringer a lot in my life and God knows I can handle it. So bring it on, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, things are good. I'm a dental hygienist and yeah, life's, life's really good. So um but yeah, like like Bridget mentioned, I was a teen, not mom, I guess, but I was I got pregnant when I was a teenager in high school. It was my junior year, um, right kind of towards like the beginning, basically. And I had just, I think I was like 16 and then turned 17, like pretty much right then. So I was 17 when I had the baby and <clears throat> just kind of a whirlwind (laughs) of a lot of things that that put me through, but I chose adoption and knew that that was kind of always the direction I wanted to take it because I knew I wouldn't be able to really provide the best life for that baby. And I really wanted to give them the life that I had because I had a really good childhood growing up. And that was really important to me that she had stability and safety and just easy, you know, I didn't want her to have a hard life. And so that's, I just kind of, that's where it kicked me in that direction. Yeah. Geez. I don't, did you, did you like, uh, like stop going to school for a bit or kind of. So yeah, the, the second half of junior year, when I got like a lot bigger and was showing a lot more, my mom wanted to kind of protect me a little bit from other people. Mm -hmm. And so I pretty much kind of dropped out like all of the major core classes. I just took online. I did online Mm -hmm. school at home, but I still wanted to continue doing choir because that was kind of like a music was a help for me in my life during that time. And interesting thing um, the choir director, Kelly DeHaan, he actually was adopted himself. So him and I kind of bonded a little bit and he was like a really good mentor for me through that. And I oh, think it cool. was really positive. And then I still went to seminary, um, cause I felt like I needed more of <laughs> God in my life through that. So I, I came to school for just a few classes. I think I had like an AP psychology class that I still did because I wanted to get that credit. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I didn't want it to be like, I didn't want to be a failure, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So I still did what I could, but yeah, I only came like part-time the last, the last half of the year. So. And then did you, so I'm trying to think, cause like I was telling Liz this earlier. I was like, I feel like my memory of high school is so <laughs> cloudy like I I don't know like I didn't have a bad time in high school by any means I just have bad memory in general and so so did you this is probably going a little bit off topic but 
you did you have your baby when you were a junior and then you came back when you were a senior? So I um, my due date was like the end of May. So basically at the end of the school year. Oh. <clears throat> and so I think so I had her her birthday's May 14th. So I had her like two weeks or three weeks before school ended. Um, and the school was awesome and working with me and just said, don't worry about coming back (laughs) for the last of that year. They were like, you're good. You know, don't worry about it. We'll put in like a medical reason for you to be missing this much school at the end. All my teachers were really great and letting me kind of, I think I did a little bit ahead of time Mm -hmm. for some of my, like for my AP psychology class. But I think at that point, we had already taken our AP test and that was basically like the big part of the class. So I have a random question. Um, Cause I, I am older than you guys. So I don't, I don't remember anyone getting pregnant like in high school. So is there like a protocol that like the administration follows to like ensure like your education's getting done or how does that like, Whose responsibility does that fall on? Does I think that make it, sense? Yeah. I don't know the answer to that. If anything, it's probably between just my parents and them of what they worked out. Oh, okay. And so I'm just assuming they figured something out and my mom kind of just handled all that. So I don't really know. But I know that there was another girl pregnant at the same time as me. I don't know her name or, or anything about her or who she was, but I just remember seeing another girl that was pregnant. So that was kind of interesting. So talking about your parents and like that being between your parents, um, what was, how was that telling your mom and dad that you were pregnant and like, what was their reaction and support and all that? That was a really, really big, scary thing for me. So I remember I was running, I, I ran cross country and I really wanted to finish out the season. I think if I remember right, I think they let me finish it out because it was October when I told them it was like right before homecoming and I remember because I got asked to homecoming and then I couldn't go (laughs) because of (laughs) the news but I remember telling I remember driving home and I was like so scared I was just bawling the whole way home like how am I gonna tell my parents I knew for like about a week and I just was like so scared and I remember calling my parents on the phone being like hey when you guys get home we all need to have a talk. And I was like, so scared to tell them. I remember sitting in their room on the, on their bed and I just started bawling. I couldn't even put the words out. And my mom looked at me and she goes, you're pregnant. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Honestly, my mom and I had a really, really rough relationship growing up. Um, It was not always very easy. I was a really hard child. (laughs) Very, defiant and kind of a brat and not very nice. (laughs) And so for her reaction, she felt like she failed as a mother. Mm. She didn't take it lightly. Like she was mad, like super mad. And she was like yelling at me and I'm taking this away and I'm taking this away and you're never leaving this house and blah, blah, blah. And went on. And my dad was so calm. And I just remember he sat next to me just hugging me and he kept telling my mom, stop talking, stop talking. (laughs) She needs us. And he's like, it's okay. We're going to figure it out. We love you. We'll figure it out. 
So it was nice to have my dad and my mom and I reconciled. We both actually went to counseling. Mm -hmm. And so I think that really helped my mom realize that she needed to put aside a lot of things and be there for me. And once she could do that, we bonded and actually like we were best friends now. (laughs) So it was really good, but scary. (laughs) That's crazy. So like, how did you, that's the thing is I, I remember you being pregnant. Like I just, I remember you see, like seeing you inquire, Mm -hmm. but I don't, I didn't know that like when you, when I had talked to you on Instagram, I didn't know that you had taken like, and even just now when you said that, like, I didn't know that you had taken time off mm-hmm. or like that you were only there like partially and stuff. So yeah, I guess like kind of going along with that, like, how did you, were you scared to go back to school kind of, and just like, like, um, feeling maybe being judged from others and like, were you at all scared to tell your friends? Um, I actually don't remember feeling scared. Like, I don't know. I, I always kind of had like a tough shell to me a little bit growing up and as a teenager. And I think it was like a protection mechanism for me that I just acted like I didn't care what people thought about me, Mm -hmm. which served me in that way a little bit (laughs) during that time. (laughs) But um, yeah, I think I was just like, whatever, like I'm going to own my truth. And, and honestly, it really changed me. My, my pregnancy, I developed a closeness to, to Jesus Christ more than I'd ever had in my entire life. And it almost just grounded me. And I was like, you know what? I'm good. Like I got this. Yeah. Well, coming back my senior year, I mean, my junior year was kind of a little bit of a flop academically in some ways. And I was really frustrated because I didn't want to be a statistic. (laughs) I wanted to show people and other girls that it's possible to like do what you want to do in your life and meet your goals. And so I had a goal to get a 4.0 GPA And I just was like, I'm going to do it. And I did. (laughs) I just worked my butt off. And I don't know. I I think senior year was a really good year for me. I mean, even just with, you know, you and the friend group that we like that big friend group that like we all like hung out. Sometimes I'd come to those and those were great for me and helpful just being around people and just kind of having a little bit better I don't know, teenage experience from my last year of high school. So it was really positive actually. And I had really good support from a lot of people. And I, it almost showed me who my friends were Mm -hmm. because I had other friends my junior year. And it was actually one of the, sadly, I didn't know who the dad was when I got Mm -hmm. pregnant. It was like two potential people. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of embarrassing. And I didn't really want to admit that to people. Yeah. right away because that was kind of shameful um <clears throat> but the friend group that I had at the beginning of my pregnancy everything kind of just flopped and they all just like abandoned me when they found out that when they found out that he maybe wasn't the dad like one of their friends and uh-huh. they were like pissed at me and just kind of dropped me <laughs> yeah. you know it's I feel like that's just like I don't know. That's really hard. Like high school relationships, friendships are hard in themselves. 
And I'm sure like that other complicated layer of now being pregnant in high school, you know, made mm-hmm. that even worse. I So just listening to like what you're saying, um, I guess I had some additional questions. Yeah, um, so you said that you kind of like um, had a outer shell or whatever, and you weren't really afraid to tell people about being pregnant. Mm-hmm. Do you think, so I just had my first baby. And even though when you're pregnant, you're still kind of like, am I, this is crazy. I'm pregnant. You know, like I'm pregnant. You like, and you don't really think it's real until you freaking have that baby. Right. But did you maybe like you, it sounded like you like knew from the beginning that you wanted to, um, have an adoption, um, for -hmm. this pregnancy. Do you think that it made it easier to tell people, um, because you had a plan or maybe it didn't feel as real? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point, actually. Well, it's interesting, because I, that like outer shell we were talking about when I started counseling, um, I was actually going through LDS Family Services for the adoption. Mm -hmm. And they did free counseling for me. Mm -hmm. I had a counselor, like a therapist throughout the entire pregnancy, and I'd meet with her weekly. Um, And I remember talking to her like, oh, I don't want to bond with this baby, because it's not mine. Mm -hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I just had this mentality that's like, this isn't my child. I don't even want to like, I don't even want to grow close to this child at all. And she was like, well, that's not really healthy. Like you probably should. Yeah. <laughs> but I was scared of that. I was scared it was going to hurt too much. And mm-hmm. to be honest, no one's prepared. Like, as I'm sure you guys know, like you guys are both moms. Like once you have that baby and that baby's in your arms, like, there's this undeniable like bond and love that you have for them that like just comes. It's just there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And once I have that, <laughs> it's like, oh, how can I let this baby out of my arms? Like, yeah. And I did have that. I had like a huge moment in the hospital because I had two days in the hospital with her. I chose to not have the adoptive parents be there. I wanted that time for me. Mm-hmm. So that was the only t- alone time. And ever- that was the only time I could actually be like her mother for two th- mm-hmm. those two days. And I honestly felt like they were so good for me to have to myself. Yeah. I didn't even have, I think my siblings came and met, met her and everything too. Um, but really we didn't even tell like a lot of my family members, like outside, like cousins and snuggles, like they knew but nobody was welcome. Yeah. Like it was an intimate setting for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I had a moment where when I was supposed to, the parents were coming to get her from the hospital and I was going to be discharged. Um, I remember sitting there next to my dad, just bawling. And I was like, I can't do this. Like I can't give her to somebody. How could I do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, And he was so sweet. And a lot of like, this is very spiritual, honestly, but I mean, he's like, you know, one person in your life who really does understand is like Heavenly Father. Like he knows exactly mm-hmm. how you feel right now. Mm-hmm. He turned, he had to turn away from his own son on the cross while he was in pain. He had to turn from him and abandon him for a moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's painful. He knows that. But through that, like you'll always have him to lean on and turn to, to get you through it. And it really helped me a lot. And I mean, I guess leading into that too, I feel like 
this is another like really important part of like my spiritual journey. When, when I picked the couple, I did not know they were the right couple. (laughs) I was so scared. I was like, how do I choose these people? Like, this is a lot of pressure. Yeah. And I made a lot of bad choices in my life. So I'm like, how am I supposed to like make the right call? This is like insane. <clears throat> and I was actually, I actually chose a different couple before them. And we met with them and I told them I wanted them to be the parents. And the next day, my caseworker called me and said, well, they actually were talking to another birth mom and she also chose them. And they said they'll take both babies. And that honestly rubbed me the wrong way because I just knew in my heart that I wanted to give somebody a baby who didn't have anybody yet, like no kids. That was, I don't know, for whatever reason, I was drawn to that. And I thought, no, that's selfish. Like, why do they get two babies? Like, no, there's so many couples out there. I'll just keep looking. That just must mean they're not the right people. Mm -hmm. And, um, then it was between two other couples that I was talking to. I'm not kidding when I say this. <laughs> I had no clue. I was so scared. I was like, mom, what if I make the wrong decision? She's like, you won't. The nice thing about it was like, once I did choose them, like everything felt good. It felt right. We actually had a lot of things in common, mm-hmm. like her mom and I. Um, so that was kind of fun mm-hmm. for us to have like a lot of interests the same. And I really honestly did not get like my confirmation till I pushed her in her arms. And literally as soon as I put the baby in her arms, like (laughs) I just, I just knew she was where she was supposed to be. Yeah. And the only way I can describe that, I felt like my heart broke and shattered in a million pieces once I let, like put her in her arms. But also I literally felt arms hugging me and I felt so peaceful yeah it's the weirdest thing (laughs) but really like we're stronger than we think we are and that's kind of the biggest thing I've learned through that dang that's like that's crazy (laughs) I just I don't know obviously I've never been in that situation even just like giving a you know having an adoption but it's like That's really cool that you were able to even, you know, just like what you went through, you were able to also bless somebody's life Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But kind of like backing up a little bit, I know that you said you didn't know who the father was. Did you eventually find out? I did. Did that like, because did that person, I, yeah, did that person end up like giving you any support? Were they there for the birth or like, did they... Were they like, maybe we should raise the baby? You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. So kind of along the lines of the birth father situation. So one of, one of the guys, the guy that I thought who was the father, he, he was the one I was, I was actually dating. Um, so like I got with this guy right before school started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like a week later started just dating this other guy. Mm-hmm. It was like my boyfriend for like the next couple months. <clears throat> yeah. I thought he was the dad. And I honestly wanted him to be because I was dating him, you know? And, um, so once she was born, he kind of came back into the picture that guy a little bit, just in terms of like the first dude, the, the one that was, I was dating, like the, the 
<clears throat> at that point we weren't like on good terms really but his parents mm-hmm. were very like vocal and they were like we want to um like we want to raise the baby if he's actually the dad it was really scary at the time because I was like oh crap like they can stop this from happening which thankfully Utah is actually <laughs> in favor it was it was on my side I mean it would be sad for like um, like a boy who wanted to be a dad because Utah isn't as supportive towards them. Mm -hmm. So he didn't really get a huge say in it, honestly, which I was actually very grateful for because I didn't want to be forced into that. But I think she was only like a month old or something. Her parents wanted to know who the dad was as well. And so they Mm -hmm. agreed to the paternity test with him and it came back. He wasn't the dad. <clears throat> and as soon as they found that out, he like disappeared and never talked to me again. What? And then, so I was like, okay. Did he go well, to your high school? Yeah. Yeah. He was older though. Like he was a senior when I was a junior. So when I came back, oh, okay. he was graduated and gone. So that okay, actually okay. worked out. <laughs> I don't even know. Like I legit don't even know who you dated. So I'm like. I, I dated even... a lot of guys, so it's fine. <laughs> 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 oh, I have a bad, a bad history there, but <clears throat> Um, so I was like, oh, okay. It's the other guy, this other guy, um, that I like, it was honestly just like a hookup. It was really stupid, but I knew him and we like used to be friends. So I reached out to him and he like ignored me for months. I mean, he just was like, hey. but when you were pregnant, so the, uh, the first guy who ended up being the, the, uh-huh. the father, was he at school with you as well or no? We so like Oh, okay. So he had no idea that you were pregnant at all. Um, I did tell him that he oh, okay. could have been the dad and he just mm-hmm. ignored me and wanted nothing okay. to do with me. So neither of them honestly were involved. And looking back, I'm really glad <laughs> that they mm-hmm. weren't. And to be honest, like, I think it was, oh, I don't know, finally, like she was almost a year old, actually. I think by the time the other guy like agreed to do a paternity test, because he just still was in denial about it. Um, and so once we did the paternity test and I it had the proof to him that he was the father kind of went back and forth where he played these little games where he'd be like, Oh, I want to meet her. And then we'd schedule it. And then he'd bail like literally an hour before we were supposed to leave to go. Really? And he did like that a few times. And then finally, like, I never heard from him again. and we've kind of been back and forth in each other in in each other's lives a little bit um we actually reconnected um so I I actually I got divorced I was married with my oldest father um it was a really short marriage it was kind of a disaster (laughs) but um once I got divorced I actually reconnected with um her birth father and we kind of almost were like, maybe we should meet each other. Like we're different people now and like we're healthier and whatever. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, maybe I do want to meet her finally and did the same thing. (laughs) So basically, and that was the end of it. I haven't talked to him since it's been like seven and a half years since that happened. And Mm -hmm. he wants nothing to do with her at all. So I don't know. I have no idea. I'm kind of glad I gave myself. <laughs> yeah, people's true colors really come out, kind of like what you were saying with the friendship thing. Um, yeah. 
so when you were talking about, um, you know, choosing uh, her birth or not her birth parents, <laughs> her adoptive parents, and uh-huh. you said you really didn't know until you like placed her in their arms or yeah. Mm-hmm. So what were like, what, it's such a hard decision. I imagine like what you were saying, but like, what yeah. were the criteria that you were even like basing like, Oh yeah, mm-hmm. this family looks sure. nice. This family looks, you know, poor. Mm-hmm. I really have no idea. So when I did it, I don't know how it is with different adoption agencies and LDS family services doesn't even do adoptions anymore, but um, oh, they don't, <clears throat> they stopped a, quite a few years ago mm-hmm. oh, just because there was a lot of controversy with like homosexual couples with the church and different oh, things. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they just stopped doing them. So yeah, they didn't want to have like legal problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I would pull up like their website and they'd have all these different like portfolios and I could honestly like filter like their skin color. (laughs) They're like where they're from. Like if I wanted them to be local, you know, or whatever. And honestly, the only things I really cared about was I wanted them to be like an active family. I wanted them to um, have a little bit of a music background because music's so important to me in my life. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to maybe have the opportunity to like share that with her potentially. Mm-hmm. And um, like an outdoor, like just, just really like outgoing and active lifestyle mm-hmm. is what I was really wanting for her. Um, people who like sports, just to give her a lot of like variety of mm-hmm. interests that she could eventually like get to. I actually was, I didn't realize it, but I was kind of looking for somebody who looked similar to me a little bit mm-hmm. okay. um because I didn't want her to stand out too much yeah mm-hmm. like from like if she had like other siblings or whatever you know yeah um that was actually a really hard decision because at first I was like well maybe I want her to have siblings because I grew up with six kids in my family and it was so fun having all like those sisters and brothers and it was really fun and I kind of wanted that for her but I really felt like, I don't know, my heart was just really tender towards like those couples who didn't have any kids yet because they needed to start yeah. somewhere. Yeah, so I didn't right. have like a ton, but those were kind of my main things. Somebody who was like really active in the church and spiritual. Yeah. A lot yeah. of those things. Um, did you know that you wanted an open adoption like from the beginning or how did you like uh, uh, come to that decision? That's a good question. Actually, I wanted a closed adoption in the beginning. Really? Um, yeah. Did it start off that way? <clears throat> um, kind of. Yeah. Just, just temporarily. It was really short lived. <laughs> yeah. So my decision was more based out of fear. Mm-hmm. I was worried that it was going to be too hard for me. Yeah. Um, to like watch somebody else like raising my kid. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of what it was to me. I was like, oh, I don't know if I can handle that. That might be too hard. And my mom was kind of a driving force in that a little bit. I think she just was like, Oh, that might be easier for you. So maybe you should do that. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I should, I should preface this because I feel like this is actually really important um, with my parents because they were supportive of whatever I chose. They mm-hmm. sat me down and said, like, I don't know. I love how they presented my options to me because it was very realistic and that's what I wish, like, all parents would do if they're when their kids are in these situations, is to, like, not just be driven 
by like fear or like, you know, necessarily their heart. Like you have to be logical in these situations too for success. And my parents were really good at doing that. And so they said to me, like, we'll support whatever you choose, but just know you're our baby. You're still our responsibility. So we will always take care of you. You always will have a home here and a place here. Like we'll take care of you. However, this child is yours, not ours. We will love them as their grandparents. Yeah. But we are not here to be their babysitter. (laughs) We're not their parent. So you will do everything that's required to provide the necessities for that baby. If you want to finish high school, you're going to have to figure that out. You're going to have to get a job because you're going to buy diapers. You're going to buy, you know, their, their food. You're going to provide their daycare like that. You're the mother. That's your job. Yeah. Not ours, but we'll take care of you. Just not that baby. Like, well, you know, kind of thing. They weren't like mm-hmm. harsh about it. They were just like, this is like, realistic. You want to do an adult thing. Here you go. Yeah, <laughs> right. And it was the perfect way to set that up for me because I was like, oh, yeah, that's not going to work for me, (laughs) you know, so it kind of helped, but I already kind of knew I wanted to do adoption. So anyways, that was kind of a little tangent there, but, um, yeah, they, the closed adoption thing was kind of more my parents' idea. And I just kind of went along with it for a while and her parents actually were like begging me to have an open, open adoption. Mm -hmm. They're like, we love you. Like we want her to know you. We want you in our life, like your family, like we want you around. Yeah. And it was nice that they like were like that. And so initially I was like, no, no, no. So once they took her home, I think it was like, they would send me pictures, like literally every, like probably eight hours. Wow. Was <laughs> That's that hard, what they always, well, no, it helped. That's what they yeah. recommend. They, they really pushed the adoptive parents to send a lot of pictures in the first like month, like a lot. Oh, okay. So they'd email me pictures and I would check my email every day like waiting to see pictures of her. Um, and it helped a lot. It was sad, but it helped. Yeah. And they were like, again, they just kept saying, we, we want to respect your decision, but we also still want you to know, like, we really would love you to like be in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of was like, you know, maybe I'll try a visit. Maybe yeah. I'll just try one visit and see how it goes. And I think she was like six weeks old or something like that. And the rest was history. As soon as I went in for the visit, oh, it healed my heart way more than I could ever say. Yeah. And it just, I would visit like every month or every two months, like regularly for a long time. Oh, that's and good. It was awesome. I mean, they were like, you can come whenever you want. They lived, they actually live up here in Layton by me, which is really fun. <laughs> um, we've gotten a lot closer over the years. Our relationship has grown it's yeah. kind of awkward at first. I was like, oh, like, where do I fit in? And how do I like, I don't know, how do I act around them? You know, and yeah. around the baby, I don't want to be too, like too much for them, but I didn't want to also be like, not enough involved. So I kind of would just like tiptoe around them a lot. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it just took a while for us to really get a good groove and mm-hmm. um, just bond even with her parents more. So now it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So do you feel like, cause I know for me, like after having a baby, like your emotions are, well, actually I'm like that even when I'm pregnant, <laughs> but like your emotions are kind of 
I don't know, like more out of not or less out of sync. But do you feel like maybe even um, like having that uh, those pictures and and being able to see the baby helped with anything like like your emotions being harder after having a baby or yeah um no I think they do I think they really did help a lot just it was fun to be able to see her and um just I don't know it almost just calmed me a little bit because I knew she was like healthy she looked happy like they you know she's being taken care of and I could see that and that made me feel good and so it was it was okay I mean it was a rough summer (laughs) I'm not gonna lie, it was it was rough. There was a lot of nights I would wake up crying, oh. hoping there was a baby in my arms. And it was, you know, one thing that they really did that was so sweet is they actually got us matching stuffed animals, and Aww. so that we'd always like have something the same with each other wherever we're at. Yeah, I still have it to this day, but oh my gosh, I struggled with that thing. <laughs> I was like, even though I'm a like a teenage Aww. girl, I snuggled with it like every night for like a year. <laughs> That's so sweet. But yeah, it was it was a whirlwind for sure. But I don't know. I, it's hard to say. Like it's been so long now that a lot of it's still kind of a blur. I mean, she'll be fourteen next month, so that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you mentioned earlier too about you went back to, to your senior year mm-hmm. and, um, and you were like, you were, your goal was to be, to get a 4.0. First off, did you, or did you, and I don't remember if you said this, my memory is like crap right now, but did you end up getting a 4.0? And yes. like, how did you like, how, how did you have like the, oh my gosh, what's the right word? Um, drive, focus. Yeah. Um, to even want to do that, like in your senior year of high school. I just, I just think I was so, I was so like motivated that I didn't want to be the normal statistic. Like, and I've always been like that. I'm like, I do not want to be what people expect. Like, oh, teen moms, like they never go to college. Like they drop out of high school. They struggle. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I just, I didn't want any of that stigma put on me at all. And I, I really wanted to um, help a lot of other girls who maybe were in my situation. I actually did some um, oh, like presentations with this adoption group mm-hmm. where they would go to different high schools and actually t- I could talk about my story to other girls. And I really liked doing that because I just feel like it empowered me even more. And it just felt good. I was like, if I even help just one person out there, you know, yeah it's going to be good. It'll be worth it. (laughs) So I don't know. I just, I just was driven. I was motivated. And once I set my mind to something, you can't change it. (laughs) So that's good. That's good to have that mentality. Yeah. Yeah, That's awesome. And now you're a dental hygienist and that's cool. That's cool, dude. Like, I mean, you see the, well, was it a show back then? Like teen or what was it called? Oh, the, the teen, like 16 and pregnant or something. Yeah, like something like that, and I watched those because <laughs> they were so they were such a train wreck, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, you guys!" <laughs> I know, right? You're like, "Don't go back to the dude." Yeah, they're never um, worth it, <laughs> right? Yeah, but that's cool. Yeah. I I love that for you and stuff. But um, you so 
I know that you said that you didn't want an open adoption at first, mm-hmm. and then obviously it led to that. Now that she's older, like, what does your open adoption kind of look like now? And, like, do your kids know about her? Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know. What, what's it like? It was an easy transition for me to have kids just because we were already so open with her family. Like, she was four um, when I had my son. And they came to my baby shower and she came actually to the hospital with each of my babies to meet her siblings. Oh, that's cool. Um, It just, it just was natural for us. You know, Mm -hmm. there was no question that that's what we both like her mom and I both wanted for her to have a relationship with her siblings. So it's just always been talked about with my kids since they were little, they've just always been in each other's lives Mm -hmm. and they know that she was in mommy's tummy and yeah, but, but mommy wasn't old enough to be her mom. So she has other parents who take care of her and love her and they're her parents. Yeah. They don't fully maybe understand or grasp that parks are still so young, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. all they know is she's their half sister and they love her. She actually babysits for my kids sometimes. Oh, really? My girls will actually ask, can, can Kinsey please come babysit for us, please? <laughs> she's so good with them and. Yeah, I don't know. It's just gotten better and better every year. And now that she's getting older, it's really fun. Um, she's t- a total teenager, which is comical because she's starting to like, things are coming out. Like she's kind of boy crazy right now. And yeah. <laughs> so I I don't know. It's kind of funny because I've talked a lot with her mom about it. And her mom's kind of been telling me some of her struggles. And I'm like, oh no, she sounds like me. <laughs> And her mom and I joke a lot and everything when she's, when she does something that is crazy, she's like, I blame you. (laughs) We just laugh about it. Sorry. I just have a question about the adoptive parents. What's the age difference between you guys? Um, that's a good question. I think it's about like 10 or 15 years. I'm not sure exactly how old she is. I just know, um, they tried for like six years of their marriage before they adopted her. And, you know, the funny thing about her family, um, I feel like this always happens for adoptive couples, (laughs) but they tried for six years and couldn't have a baby. I'm not kidding. Mm -hmm. She told me that she didn't, they they didn't tell me this right away because they were worried how I'd take the news. But after a few months, they did tell me the day they took her, her home from the hospital, she took a pregnancy test and found out she was pregnant. What? So oh they were actually seven months apart and they were able to have oh a baby. Oh my God, so they have they little Irish have, twins. Yeah. So they actually have five kids, including um, my birth daughter. So she's the oldest. And then they have another daughter who's seven months younger than her. And then I can't remember the age difference. I think they're like a year and a half apart. They have another daughter. And they're all biological. All biological. They've had all their other kids biologically now. Um, That's crazy. And then they have a, a son who's the same age as my boy. And that was actually kind of fun. They played on the same soccer team together a couple years ago. Oh, my heck. Wow. And her dad was their coach. So that was kind of fun. Hmm. Yeah. And then um, she had a miscarriage after that. And they were done. They were like, okay, we're not going to try for any more babies. Like, we're good. And she had just turned 40 and was getting a hysterectomy and it was all scheduled. And she found out she was pregnant right before. Oh my <laughs> gosh. So they have their little caboosey when she was 40. She's yeah. like, are you kidding me? 
<laughs> That's crazy. But you know, I love it. I love it because I wanted her to have siblings and she got it. Yeah. And it's just, it's so fun. And well, she it sounds, so it sounds like she, it was meant to be, dude. Like she needed to come to that family so it would like <laughs> put the thing in motion. Right. It's like, as I've watched things unfold over the years, it's just reiterates to me that I chose the right thing and just seeing her and she's so happy and she has so much like she's on a competitive softball team she's awesome she's so good yeah she's just loving life and she's just great parents and they're she's just in good hands that's cool though like I love that they have been so open and and like supportive of you as well just like being in her life and I don't know I feel like that's even more of a confirmation that it was the right thing Right. My, I have a random question. Like, I think you said her name, but did you, did you choose her name or like, did you in the hospital, you were like, I think her name is this to me. Does that mean, I don't know. Maybe that's like, like weird to say, or I don't know. Or did you know that her name was going to be whatever it was from the they, adoptive? They told me like once after I picked them and everything, they did like throw out some names and they wanted my opinion. Mm-hmm. what I liked um but I actually had a name for her that mm-hmm. I would call her oh, okay um I really like the name Macy uh-huh and I would just call her that her mom actually made me a scrapbook of her as a baby for oh. a while and put Macy on the side of it it was really cute oh that's um, cute but I knew that wasn't her name like yeah. so really they threw out the name um her name's Kinsey and they were like, I just loved it. As soon as they told me about it, I was like, oh, that's such a beautiful name. And they're like, oh, good, because we love it too. And oh, they actually named her middle name Danielle after me. That was really oh, sweet. So that's sweet. Like, they're like, we want a part of her, like a part of you to like stay with her for her whole Jeez, life. They seem like like the best people <laughs> ever. <laughs> they really are. And I I don't know. I, I love talking about this in my life because I feel like there's so much negativity around adoption in the world. And it really is sad to me because I think, um, people are really selfish when it comes to adoption, even adoptive parents. Yeah. I just feel like it could just be so much better. Like I'm, I'm a great success story, kind of a gold standard really, if you will about it. Mm-hmm. But I like, that's why I like sharing it because I feel like it gives people hope. Like there are good people in this world who really, just yeah on a baby and can take care of that child and there's so much love in adoption yeah Mm -hmm. I feel like if you really put your heart into it and you really go into it with the right mindset I just think it's like one of the best ways that God can turn something ugly into something so beautiful really yeah dude you're you're like you're this whatever you're just saying like is lining me up perfectly for our last like two questions here (laughs) it's like you can like read my mind um but so just like everything that you've told us I know this is like probably just like like the tip of the iceberg right of your whole story we could be here for another like four hours like talking no really there's so much more but that's yeah Um, but I think it's like you're saying, like, there's a lot of like negativity or like, you know, mm-hmm. bad stereotypes surrounding adoption. And, but it sounds like you've had like such a great experience. Um, for first question is, what advice could you give any other young mothers um, that are maybe considering adoption as an option? And then what advice would you give um, 
any young women who may be facing an unplanned pregnancy? Yeah, those are good questions. I'm going to answer the, the second question first. Okay. I feel like, um, I'm, and maybe I'm biased on this really, but I, for an unplanned pregnancy, I can, I just can't, I just can't get behind abortion. I just can't do it. I just, I feel like there's so much out there in this world that as long as these girls like are set up with the right kind of help, mm-hmm. um, whether they choose to parent or choose adoption, I think that's something that honestly our society is kind of failing at. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there needs to be a lot more support in terms of those aspects. But really my advice is like, it's kind of blunt, honestly, if you will. I do kind of take on the same perspective as my parents gave me as a teenager, mm-hmm. teenager pregnant. You want to do adult things, it, you get to be an adult and you yeah. get to live with your consequences. Like you get to deal with them what, no matter what you choose. Um, and so really my advice like for them is just to take accountability, you know, take accountability mm-hmm. for what you've chosen, what's happened to you. Um, and turn it around, make it something beautiful, make it good, Yeah. make yeah. it a positive in your life, not a negative. And I think in yeah. terms of that other aspect too, of like those considering adoption, same thing, you know, really <clears throat> look for the positive. You know, I think a lot of people, there's so much negativity. They say like, oh, you're giving your baby away. You gave your baby up. Like that's selfish of you. How could you do that? And I actually think opposite of that. I think it's more selfish. Yeah to parent a child when you're a child yourself. Yeah. Um, because those babies don't deserve that life either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not their fault <laughs> that they were brought into this world in that way. And I think there's so much out there, so many people out there who really struggle with fertility. I mean, it's a really big problem for a lot of people and a lot of good people who are stable and able to love those babies. I just, really strongly feel like that's a way that our maker has (laughs) had he has a plan and I think adoption is a huge part of that plan for those unfortunate things that come up and there's other people who parent and they do great and they're great stories you know don't get me wrong it doesn't mean that they can't do it they can't make it and give a good life to that child Mm-hmm. But those are like a really small percentage. It's yeah. not the normal. It's not common. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I like really appreciate your story and just all of it. I, yeah, I applaud you for, that would have been so hard, like to have gone through that. And well, I just think to make that decision at such a young age. Yeah. Like that's kind of that's like what you were. Point. Yeah kind of like what you were saying with like an adult decision, like, or what your parents said. I just, I don't know. I don't know how, like, I just think of my mind, like when I'm in that like high school phase, like, it's just like, you don't, I don't know. Like you don't, I feel like my like mental capacity wasn't even like there. (laughs) I don't think mine was either, but I was thrown into it. I don't know. (laughs) just feel like it, it made me stronger and honestly it really set me up for a lot more things to face in my life and just 
knowing that I've done something that difficult, I can do other things that are hard. So, yeah, that's cool. Well, I appreciate you coming on and telling your story. And I like, I always say this whenever we have guests on and even when Liz and I like, I mean, not talking about like celebrity gossip, but just like (laughs) our stories and things that we've been through. I am just a firm believer in that, like the vulnerability of other people can help others in some way. And that's also how like people connect. Yeah. And so I really appreciate like you being vulnerable and sharing your story with us and for those that listen to this podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I agree. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for coming on. Okay. See ya. Bye. Bye.